Hi, this is Rosalinda, the host of Faith Fuel Podcast, the show where we hear voices of people transforming the world for Jesus. Pastors, leaders, entrepreneurs, and world changers. So sit down, relax, or keep it driving. It's time to get some wholehearted, wide open, and yes, sometimes side-splitting encouragement and direction for your life. So get ready to get fired up. Psalms 37, 23 through 24 says, The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they'll never fall, for the Lord holds them by the hand. Hey, I have a question for you today. Whose hand are you holding? You know, the truth is, in order to hold God's hand, you got to be near him. I love to hold my husband's hand, but if he's walking too far, I can't reach. How far are you from God today? You know, sometimes we're just doing our own thing. But here's the deal, you know, and then we feel confused we feel down and you know we wonder why we're struggling so much but as the saying goes you can't keep dancing with the devil and wondering why you're feeling like you're in hell see life is full of opportunities that trip us up in fact we all trip up we stumble we get stuck we lose our way proverbs says this the righteous man falls seven times but he'll get up again praise god if you've fallen but god has picked you up I know I've fallen, but man, I praise God that God has picked me up. He is such a great God. You know, maybe you've tripped over something and and even hurt yourself. As a kid, I'm not even kidding. I was like so focused that I would um, be just staring at one thing that I was walking toward. And then I would miss this huge thing down at my feet and trip over it. And just recently, my husband and I, we went on a date And the thing about stumbling blocks is sometimes you can't even see them. And so we're out on this date. They put us in this great patio area. And um, it's just crazy. Like the food was awesome. The atmosphere was great. And then I got to go to the bathroom. So I get up and ask this waiter, um, hey, where's the bathroom? And he bends down like kind of toward me, points straight down that hallway. He goes, you see that XX sign right there? He's like, go straight ahead and walk straight toward that extra sign and you're gonna see the bathroom. Well, I took two steps and bam, hit my head so hard, I literally fell into his arms. Now, he wasn't fine, good looking or built, he was kind of scrawny, but I turned back and my husband is cracking up. He's laughing so hard, if you guys know Carlos. And he's like, oh my God, I feel so bad. Of course, I felt way worse than he did. And it was like, Oh, what happened here? See, when we got there, the patio doors were open. But during dinner, they closed them and they were so clear, you could not even tell there was a glass in front of us. And although the waiter felt really bad, I realized like, wow, I'm just not paying attention. You know, how many times in life are we just not paying attention? And 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 then there's stumbling blocks. You know, some of them, we put them there ourselves in our own life. and Or sometimes the enemy puts it there. But you know, sometimes God even allows there to be a stumbling block to test our faith. You know, one thing that I think we can all agree on, on our journey to serve God and to becoming more like Him and living for Him, is that we are going to run into, trip over, or get injured on some stumbling blocks. You know, you maybe, maybe you've heard the word, they've been called roadblocks. The enemy will try to put things in your path. In fact, Satan's goal is to deter you from finishing the race well. 
I want to talk to you just a little bit about those stumbling blocks. One of them is our past, our past and pain. See, your past, without even realizing it, bam, it, it becomes a stumbling block. You know, maybe you're listening and your past has been filled with shame, you know? Well, shame is one of the tricks of the enemy, and it makes you believe that because I've done unlovable things, I'm just an unlovable person. You know, shame is a critic in our heads that speaks condemnation to our hearts. That's just bad news. But the good news is this, is that we have a merciful Savior who hung on a cross bearing the weight of our shame, guys, so that we can walk away, we can walk in freedom. 1 Peter 2.24 says, Who himself bore sins in his own body on that tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Guys, it's okay, we've been healed. God took our pain, he took our past, he took our shame, and he took it to the cross. You know, John 8, 1 through 11, we learned about the woman who was not only caught in adultery, but she shamed before all of her friends, all of her families. I mean, you think you got haters? Friends that stab your back? Her friends are about to stone her back. But Jesus, but Jesus, he looked at her accusers and said, hey, hey, you, without sin, cast the first stone, I dare you. And some of you guys are feeling like you're getting ready to be stoned, like your past disqualified you from the future that God has for you. And some of you are holding the stone. I think wherever you are, you better tell yourself to put down that stone. You better say, I better check myself. Everybody leaves that crowd realizing they are a bunch of sinners too. Jesus was like, bye Felicia. See, what she had was a case of haters. And something I've learned is haters are just angry because the truth you speak contradicts the lie they live. Can I hear an amen? Hey, I want to back that up for you. Galatians 4.16 says this. So then, have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? No, no, no. You guys, y'all aren't ready for this. See, when you accept Jesus, all your shame is revoked and released in Jesus' name. Don't let your past block your purpose. Don't let that shame block your future, your happiness. Jesus said to the adulterous woman, I have revoked your past and released your shame. Go and sin no more. You know, our past failures, they don't have to be fatal, guys. It's not the be-all, end-all. It is easy to get stuck and trip over the pain of our poor choices, no doubt. I can, I can attest to um, dealing with that. You know, we can even feel like, wow, I've totally blown it now. God can't use us. But I want you to hear me. Listen up. Listen, Linda. We may have had a shameful past, but we have a better future. That's right. You hear me? We got a better future. Because when we gave our heart to Jesus, we used to walk in foolishness and rebellion. But now we are walking differently. Guys. We are walking in the newness of our life and we can move on. It says in the Bible, I've been crucified with Christ and it's no longer I who live. It ain't about me. 
but Christ who lives in me and the life which now I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and delivered himself for me. You know, the second thing we trip up on so often is position and power. See, I'm sure you guys have heard of King David in the Bible. The little guy, he defeats Goliath, the giant. He's a great friend of Jonathan, the king's son. He writes all kinds of crazy, amazing music. He's a psalmist. He's playing the harp. He is calming down the heart of the king. I mean, you, you have heard of him, right? We even sing a song in a lot of churches that says, I will dance the way David danced. But I will tell you, if he was on social media today, you guys would be scrolling on his page and being like, who does he think he is? He is talked about so highly in the Bible, but this guy, he is literally guilty of breaking like half of the God's commandments. I'm not kidding. See, position and power got him in trouble. See, there's nothing wrong with it if you are using it to bring people closer to God, to elevate you closer to God, to live your life according to God. You know, and at first, this is what God gave him to defeat the giant. Then he goes and he uses it. And listen to what he does. Oh my gosh. This is like the corner block news right here. He literally goes after the wife of his right-hand man, the captain of his army. And he's after his friend's wife. He sleeps with her. He's the baby's daddy now. He steals from his right-hand man that led his army and then has him killed. He puts him out on the field and sets him up. This guy has lost his mind. David lost his mind. I mean, what could have been great goes really bad and becomes a stumbling block because he forgot why God put him there to begin with. Pride came before his fall. We got to be careful, friends, in our life. That God doesn't put us in a position and then we use that power in the wrong way. You forget that you were a nobody before God gave you that position. That you didn't know anything in the company and all of a sudden you got elevated and start treating people mean. Look, don't forget that God provided that for you. Well, David, he gets it. He screws up. So when we have failures in life, sometimes it can feel so big that you can't go forward and you begin to stumble on it. But if you focus on your fiasco, you won't go forward. I'm going to say that again (laughs) for the people in the back. If we focus on our fiascos, we're not going to go forward. There's actually a moment when David's son is so sick, he repents and he begs God. Have Have you ever begged God? And he begs him to save his son, but his son dies. And so David gets it. At this point, he just takes it as this outcome is God's judgment. But God's forgiveness, the truth is, and I know we don't want to hear this, isn't the happy news, but it doesn't save us from consequences. But when we repent and accept the consequences of sin, God will heal us and we can go forward. You see, failure doesn't have to be final. When we sin, God needs us to recognize it and repent. But look at God, look at God. God refers to David as a man after his own heart. He loves David. And I want you to know, he loves you. And actually what God says is David is called a man after God's own heart. And why does he do that? I mean, this guy, I mean, he's done some crazy things, okay? We've done some crazy things. But it's because he had absolute faith. 
His faith was in God. And the Lord, this is what he says, the Lord who delivered me from the paws of the lion and the paws of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. So David's saying this in the Bible and he's facing a giant. He's like, look, he did it before, he'll do it again. And David's life is marked by a season of great peace and prosperity as well as times of fear and despair. So guys, don't feel bad. There are ups and downs in our lives. There's seasons in my life where like everything's going great. And then you come back from this amazing event and you just, you kind of feel down and you're like, what is going on? But through all of the seasons in his life, he never forgot to thank God. Lord, thank you for this struggle. Thank you for this challenge. Thank you for letting me overcome. And David says it in Psalms. He, he sings this song. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. I got a question for you today. What do you need to praise God for? Look, we got to stop confusing a single defeat with a final defeat. God is saying, my grace is all you need. My power works best in your weakness. So right now, give God a praise for everything, for all he's done, that he's turned your breakdowns into breakthroughs. Come on, won't he do it? Won't God do it? He's so faithful. You think that I haven't had breakdowns before? But I look at them now and man, have I learned. The third thing that we tend to stumble over is pleasures and passions. And we're going after the flesh things. Look, distractions. It just amazes me how many people pray for a financial breakthrough. God gives them a house. All of a sudden, they're not at church anymore. Instead of being in their father's house, they got to be in their house decorating, painting. Oh, but Sunday's the only day I have off. You know, we get so passionate about our dreams and business ideas and goals and working out, eating healthy, and that we actually stop coming to the house of the Lord. But, oh yeah, girlfriend will go to the gym. I see you at the movies. As pastors, we often pray for people that find themselves stuck, bumping into this stumbling block called the sexual trap, pornography. I'm not just talking about men, I'm talking about women. It is so easy to just get into pornography and get stuck, and this is happening at an alarming rate with our children. I mean, guys, if they're on TikTok, if they're on YouTube, if they're on Instagram, I mean, eventually your, your kids are going to see some type of thing flash in front of them. But you know what? It's easy for us to go, oh, yeah, you know, let's guard our kids. But what about us? What about guarding our minds? The other day I got a text and I kid you not, it was such a, it's just crazy. And it was like, hey, Tony, this is Amanda. I met you on Tinder. Sorry, we couldn't catch up the other night, but I'm in town. And I'm like, what the world is going on here? And so I replied back and I was like, I'm sorry, you got the wrong number. Thinking it would end there. She sends an image, thank God it was anything crazy, um, of herself. And then, oh, well, if you want to get to know me. And what a trap. And now they're just hitting people's phones randomly. It could be as simple as running after your financial goal. You know, that might be a pleasure. So hard it takes you from running after God. Well, the Bible teaches us that there can be pleasure in sin. Look, sin is fun. And we know this from our own experience. But the Bible says sin's pleasure is only for a season. Then it's over and it leaves you bitter, feeling high and dry. And it, it destroys you. It destroys marriages. 
It destroys relationships. Look, a day of judgment always comes. The Bible says this in Numbers. Be sure your sin will find you out. If you are stumbling over hidden sins, I want you to know that true repentance is when we turn from the sin and we live for God. So although you pray and confess it, the test is going to be this. Are you willing to just obey God? You know, we have the victory because Christ himself gives us the power to be free from sin and seek his righteousness. Well, the last stumbling block, and of course, that's not the last one because you know there's a whole bunch more. But the one I'm going to talk about is people and pain. Relationships, friends, your man, family. (laughs) Gosh, even the closest people to us. Look, Jesus had a friend called Peter as a disciple. And he called him a stumbling block after he rebuked the Lord for confessing. Here's Jesus saying, look, I got to go to Jerusalem. I got to suffer many things at the hands of elders, chief priests, the teachers, and I got to be killed. And on the third day, I'm going to be raised. And here's Peter. And he insists and insists that this can never happen. This is not going to happen to you. Do you know, guys, that selfishness was actually at the root of his words? Look at how Jesus responds to his good friend. Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. He called his boy Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You don't have me in mind, the concerns of God, but you have human concern. That's found in Matthew. More concerned about himself than the plan of God. How many times are we more concerned about ourselves than God's plan? And therefore, he presented himself as a stumbling block to Jesus. But look, think about this. What if Jesus entertained Peter's words and said, you know, Peter, you're right. I mean, what if Jesus said, well, why should I die for the sins of the world? Maybe I'll call on the angels to deliver me. Humankind can just deal with this stuff on their own. Thank God Jesus didn't fall into the snare or the trap of Peter. Jesus had revealed that he was going to Jerusalem and he had to be suffered and killed and raised. And to Peter, it didn't make sense. How many times does stuff not make sense to you and I? He felt that Jesus simply was wrong and he was ready to intervene to prevent this misguided course of action. But can you imagine the look on Peter's face? Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. Jesus is like accusing Peter of being used by Satan as a stumbling block. Sometimes our family is a stumbling block. Sometimes our relationships, our marriage is a stumbling block. It's a setup. It provokes you into anger, into doing things that take you away from God's presence. See, Peter, he wasn't thinking about the kingdom. He was thinking about his kingdom. And basically, to put it in perspective, Jesus tells all the disciples, if anybody wishes to come after me, you have to deny yourself and take up your cross. See, they were to follow Jesus wherever he went, no matter the cause. See, Satan will put stumbling blocks in your life. He'll try to distract you, to trap you and trick you, to get you to think only about this world and And just about yourself. But Jesus said that your soul is of infinitely greater importance than any of these things. You see, the only difference between a stumbling block and a stepping stone is how you use it. Satan thought he had you bound. But friend, 
Jesus set you free. I want to give you five things you can do to convert stumbling blocks into stepping stones. The first thing is just say it. You are an overcomer. The apostle Paul said, one thing I do is I forget those things that are behind me and I'm going to reach toward those things ahead. Don't let Satan use your past failures to keep you from overcoming. The second thing is tell yourself, I'm ready to change. To truly overcome, you got to be serious about it. Proverbs 16 says, commit to the Lord. Whatever you do and your plans will succeed. The third thing is utilize the power of the Holy Spirit. If we're under God's control, we have the victory. That's why Paul said, let the Holy Spirit fill you and control you. Hide God's word in your heart. That's the fourth one. You got to put the word of God in your heart. David himself, he realized that the power of God's word was enough to hold him back. And he says this in Psalms 119.11. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. And lastly, overcome, but take it one step at a time. Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Trouble? Trouble. Trouble is enough for today. So stay focused on your victory. When we walk in victory, friends, we can look at stumbling blocks and say, my past doesn't define me. My best days are ahead of me. You can quote God's word. You can stand upon his promise. We can find scriptures that deal with whatever circumstances you're facing and then just step on every stone with the word until you find your victory in Jesus. I love you, friends, and we'll stay connected. If this podcast touched you in any way, send an email. Let us know that this ministry is touching and changing your heart. And always remember, when you put your trust in God, He will fuel your faith. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Get more at rosalinda.live. If you experience it, we'll examine it. If God's word says it, we'll stand on it. And when you're feeling faint, we are here with your faith fuel. I'm Rosalinda Rivera. We'll chat again soon. This podcast was brought to you by New Life for Adults and Youth, celebrating 50 years of restoring broken lives. If you or a family member has been struggling with addiction, New Life for Adults and Youth is the answer. Visit them at newlife.center.